Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his pal, Dave Damashek. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with my dear, dear friend, Shaq, Dave Damashek, and also Joel and Jim, Jim Cunningham, Joel Solomon. I'm, 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 I'm flustered. I really am. It's the eve mm-hmm. of the draft. I should be excited, but the Mets, they did it again. I don't know why it upsets me so, Dave. It really does. I think even more than a Cowboys loss now, when these Mets come out there, DeGrom puts his heart on the line and everything else. Again, six innings, one earned run, nine Ks, three hits. Sorry, his ERA went from 0.31 to 0.51, so it's actually a bad outing for him. But it doesn't matter because they don't hit the ball. I'm trying to think. Like, the Cowboys play 16 games, or it'll be 17, but 16 and no more because they don't make the playoffs. DeGrom has, what, 30, 31 starts? This is a killer for me. I hate it. I listen, this team. I, you know, I'm excited for the NFL draft. I'm excited yeah. for the NFL draft to come and go so that we can focus in on the stretch drives and uh, the two existing um, uh, sports with the postseason right there, NBA and NHL. But I'm an empath first, Sal. I'm a human being. And so my mm. heart goes out to you. I don't get it. Matter of fact, my heart goes out to Jake DeGrom. This is crazy already. This is not. Like boy, this is a boy, this is a nasty snap. The San Diego Chargers uh, with Phil Rivers under center feel bad for them at this point. This is historic. I mean, there are two basic groups. It's unbelievable. Of- of the poxed in sports, the guys that get injured so they don't get to fill the foot, mm-hmm. like Gail Sayers or Eric Lindros or uh, Lemieux or who anybody else you want to name with that. And But then they're the guys that just can't get over despite their individual greatness, Marino Jr., Griffey, Ernie Banks. But this is... This is baseball different. Now, Pitchers right? is different. Yeah, it's just very different. And I would say there, it's almost got no point where I'm thinking they're doing the batters are doing this on purpose. But then again, it's not like they're hitting 320 in non Degrom starts, right? Mm. You got freaking Lindor, who we, I mean, it's basically Carlos Baerga, we gave three hundred thirty million dollars to, and he's fourteen for sixty six. Feel free to boo that guy as much as you you want at this point. My God, I just, uh, you know, our, our buddy Hench, right there, your your co-star on Minus 3, he texts me after the game. We've gotten to a good point 20 years into the friendship. It's not, he's not making fun of me. There's no taunting. He kind of commiserates. He feels bad for me with the DeGrom thing, and especially when it was his team beating him. He's like, boy, do you think at this point, you think the batters even make eye contact with DeGrom? And I said, I don't think they're capable of any contact. Which oh, I thought was uh, pretty good, right? Set you up and yeah, alley oop. Thank you. Yeah, okay, good. Gary Payton, Deshaun Kemp. Uh, you still got it, Sal. Jake Grom uh, doesn't have any help from his pals, but uh, <laughs> you and Hench are a dynamite team. Yeah, that's. Uh, and the worst part is, I bet them to win the first five innings. My reasoning is, all right, he'll throw eighty pitches. He went a long way Friday night in the uh, big shutout. Uh, they'll they'll pitch him five innings. They'll take him out. The Mets will have a two one lead, a two nothing lead. No, instead, I should have just bet the under under first five innings in all these games. Back on track, you bet under three and a half or four runs. It's not even close. So I, I, I and I'm losing money and watching this team lose. I don't know. Let's get well. If you're looking for best bets out there, you and the AAO uh, trio doing gangbusters work there with the draft and beyond. Me, Hench, and Spaghetti got together to preview the draft and some NBA picks and some NHL for the home stretch picks there too. Uh, Kevin Hench um, at some point compared himself favorably to Neil Armstrong, the first man to walk on the moon. He did. Yeah. So that was weird. 
I don't know. You'll have to go back and listen to it. I, it didn't make any sense to me, but I just wanted to to get that plug in there. But yeah, listen, listen. If it makes you feel any better, you're better than the Yankees. How does that? And that's got to be that's got to be <laughs> a silver so. lining, doesn't it? I guess I don't know why I'm just rooting so hard for these Degrom starts, but. Well, let's talk football, though. It is. All we right. should celebrate. This is the night. This is Wednesday night, obviously, a few minutes after this dumb game. But Thursday is the draft. We've been waiting. And Dave, I'm so talk, talk about things I'm sick of. I'm sick of hearing myself. I'm sick of Clay Travis for sure. But I'm even sick mm. of hearing myself analyze something that I have no idea is going to happen. That starting with that third pick, is it Mac Jones? And something... I don't think this affected the third pick because you have to think the 49ers went into this knowing who they want and it doesn't really matter what other trades around them take place. But the Panthers dealt Bridgewater, Teddy Two Gloves, to Denver for a sixth round pick, which as far as the draft is concerned, Carolina and Carolina is now favored to take fields. They're favored to take a quarterback first at plus 250, which maybe wasn't the case yesterday. And New England is favored to take a quarterback first at plus 105. So odds-wise, they're neck and neck to get uh, to take Fields, to take Justin Fields, who's supposed to drop. Denver is now 9-1. to one. I made the pick. I thought he would go to Denver. I thought they'd trade up to get him. Now I'm not so sure. What do you think? I think Fields does wind up with Denver. Hmm. I stand by that one. They get Teddy B, who's a bridge guy, not just because that's what it says no. in his surname. I think he mm -hmm. that's where he is at this point in his career. He's not a guy who's going to take you to the promised land in all likelihood. So I think that this does not prevent the Broncos from trying to get Justin Fields. And like I said the last time, if they do get him, that makes an already really tough AFC West that much tougher for Mahomes and company to repeat in. Um, I don't. Yeah, people buy. are like uh, people like Denver's not getting a quarterback now. I'm like, I, I don't care that they have. But, but why not? Why? That's what they do. They collect quarterbacks. But is at Teddy nine B to better one than, odds, is right. he better than Drew Locke? I say no. I think he's a three million dollar backup. He's a little bit of expensive for a backup, but that, they're not gonna. They they don't owe him anything, right? Two things. I don't buy that Carolina is going to do that. They're a team that's relatively far away. You know, the division's kind of. In transition, the defending champs are back with everybody, including their 43-year-old QB, but they're not a mm. certainty. It's I mean, look at what they did last year. The QB's one year older. It's not like they're some uh, juggernaut that can't be competed with in 2021. Uh, Saints in flux at QB. Falcons heading in the wrong direction. I, I don't think that they're going to double down at QB in Matt Rule's second year. I don't buy it. I think the defense has a chance to be really good and mm. right ne right up there as one of the... Well, I guess the di division does have a couple of really good defenses. Um, so I well, don't think Tampa's that that's not where making they're... it easy. They're not... They they signed... Now they have all their starters, right? Antonio Brown inked a one-year deal. <laughs> like, we, we could laugh that off, but my God. They, I, I mean, uh, I'm definitely for, betting you, them. You look for I, cracks in the armor between, like, Kansas City and Tampa. Like, all right, that's... What team yeah. in each respective conference has to beat, and they really fill in the holes nicely. Well, I told you, I like the Chargers to win that no, division. I, 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 I can't go against the Bucks, but if I were to take a flyer on 1A in that division, I'd uh, go away from the Saints and instead look at, uh, at Carolina. But New England's the mo more fascinating one because, like we've talked about since we started this show, like what does, the, what does Brady and Tampa mean to Belichick in New England? And I do not believe that he goes out and he gets – high-priced tight ends and some pass catchers and otherwise, I I just refuse to believe that he's going to treat this as some sort of transitional year with Cam Newton serving as that bridge quarterback. I, I just don't buy it. 
in 2021. Maybe the Jimmy G rumors are true. I don't think he's going to burn. I don't think he's going to use draft picks for a team that needs the roster fleshed out more. I just don't buy that they're going to, that, that uh, Bill Belichick is so desperate to get, I don't know, Justin Fields or yeah, maybe well, it's Mac Jones. I, I do think it's you're Trey right Lance not to buy it. They don't, they don't trade up. They've never really traded right. up, right? And, and since, uh, since I think they've traded up zero times since he's been there, right? So, um, and I'm looking at, you know, our friends, you know, Hench and Simmons, they cry about the Patriots pick. And it's like, oh, what are you complaining about? Now, keep in mind, they've drafted 31st or 32nd a lot of these years. But my God, you had Chandler Jones in 2012, which is almost a decade ago. And then it's real garbage. Yeah, Dominic well, don't Easley, forget those Cyrus not, Jones, he, Derek Rivers, Isaiah Wynn, all right, Nikhil Harry, Kyle Duggar. Wow, maybe Belichick, they just asked, the coach, must just be like, Belichick, the GM, stay out of my way. Don't muck this thing up yeah. more than you already had for me. I was saying uh, that. Let, let him shoot a Subway commercial Thursday night at like 8 o'clock. Like the, the, someone in the Patriots organization could figure this out, right? Maybe he doesn't have to be there on draft day. Get the dog Yeah, I, 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 I do not think... If a QB were to fall, if Trey Lance or Mac Jones were to fall, then may and it, they sit in there, maybe they would take them. I, I I don't buy the jive that they're trading up. And regarding Hench and Simmons and Boston sports fans in general, just keep in mind at all times they're incapable of being happy. So, so oh like, yeah, that's the other thing, everything. Yeah. I just need to see one. Then they get one. <laughs> like, why are we not in first place always in everything? Like, that's right. just the way they are. So they, yeah. they can't be happy. We don't know? need receivers. They thought it was adorable that they never had any you know, big-name receivers. And now it's like, what? No. Wow. We Look at us. We never have receivers. Of course, this is why. Like, oh, okay. Oh, they've turned against their hero, Bill Belichick. I know. know. They, it's they, the they've already, after all that he did for them, all the cheating he did on their behalf, and, and yeah. uh, they're looking that cheat horse in the mouth now. I mentioned about that with the the draft. Is there a different vetting process for the New England Patriots? Like they have to find out which players cheated, like on the Wonderlick chat mm -hmm. test, and wh which players, you know, like skip jury duty when they were eligible, when they were summoned. Um, you know, well, apparently they don't look at what kind of tattoos they have. If you remember last year's scandal, they drafted oh, right. a kicker who had some inappropriate. Ink. That's right. That's yeah. right. Oh yeah, maybe they'll draft another kicker. Anyway. Like we said, draft is right around the corner tonight, probably, if you're listening to this. And FanDuel Sportsbook hooking new users up with 20 to 1 odds on Trevor Lawrence to be drafted number one. All right, check. Now, a lot of stuff doesn't make sense. This is right up there to me. How are they giving away 20 to 1 odds? Trevor Lawrence, as a seventh grader, was expected to go first in the 2021 draft. And here we are. He's a gigantic favorite. And yet, for a $5 bet, FanDuel is paying out 100 bucks if he is the projected number one pick is actually drafted number one. He will be $100. Claim this exclusive offer. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Sign up using promo code extra points. Yes, put your GM hat on and download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to lock in your picks today. Remember, sign up using promo code extra points to claim your exclusive 20 to 1 odds on Trevor Lawrence to be drafted number one. Well, we can't give out anything that good, 20 to 1, but... We, uh, I thought we'd come up with a couple more. Like you said, against all odds, the degenerate trifecta and I tackled it for an hour. You, Hench, and Spaghetti, you gave out draft picks on minus three. Listen to all those. We'll have graphics up. And I'll give you one more. Rashawn Slater, offensive lineman, Northwestern, right? Top 10 mm -hmm. for him to be drafted in the top 10, minus 155. I like this. People why? are getting why, crazy. Why is, it, why is this jumping out to you? Uh, I just think there will be two teams that get 
an offensive lineman in the top 10. There's a lot of needs in there, right? Okay, so who needs a lineman? Cincinnati, Miami, yes. Detroit, Atlanta, Dallas. All right, so if Penny Sewell goes first, and by the way, he's minus 950 to go for uh, to be the first offensive lineman. You could really make hey if you go, you get seven to one odds with Rashad and Slater being the number one. And remember, this is not always a guarantee. Who was it? Tristan Wirfs uh, last year? Everyone's mock draft, t- supposed to be a top five player. Spaghetti's Giants screwed that up, and they took, uh, who they took? Thomas, right? Was it Thomas? Yep, from Georgia. Yes, the Georgia uh, attack. Yeah, Thomas. He was picked, and that screwed everything up. I don't even think, I think Werps went like 13th to Tampa, right? So offensive linemen, it gets to be a screwy thing. I think there's five teams in the top 10 who could use one. I think two of them take them. It'll be... Um, Sewell and it'll be Slater in the top 10, maybe even my Cowboys minus 155. What do you like? Yeah, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if the Cowboys end up going in that direction. If uh, one of those really high grade, one of the two tackles falls to you guys. And by the way, speaking of uh, of big boys, muzzle tub to our pal Jeff Schwartz on his great uh, FS1 show. Big he boys did great. Club. Make sure you track that down on YouTube at this point. Fun stuff I talked to him. Sewell. I spoke with him because we were on the Fox lot together. And then uh, the big hurt, Frank Thomas joined. And it was what? just, it was the three of us. And I was just like their son. I was like, should I hold your hands while we discuss uh, offensive linemen in the draft and whether Julio Jones is going to get traded? Frank Thomas is a big uh, Falcons fan. But yes, imagine being me being amongst those behemoths. But uh, we had a nice chat. It was fun. Ooh, instead of Paul V. Mayweather, let's get those two to to throw hands. I'd pay money to watch... uh, the biggest guy in each of the four major sports tangle. Now that would be a that would be a fun pay per view to to check out. Um, Frank Thomas still gigantic and still in shape. It's crazy. Years later, and the ladies will like it too. Yes, that's true. That's those that's are the best commercials. Those ones are the, <laughs> when they're on the driving range. Right. Him and Doug Flutie, and some guy just starts chatting them up. What is Next that time, product? I don't know. You, it's like. I don't some wanna, supplement, right? Some kind of some. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's, it's a, not as bad as uh, Jimmy Johnson's uh, Wiener uh, growth ad, you. but still, it's it, it ain't great. And he has to throw in like, and hey, hey, random guy on the driving range. <laughs> the ladies will love it too. And the guy who they're talking to when you watch the ad next time, check it out. There are two women with him. And the one is clearly his wife. And she's like, oh, yeah. She's fall, right. Everyone's wife is going for him. But then the other one loves him, too. The other one, like, makes eyes. I'm like, hmm, uh, color me intrigued. Um, It's a minute long, uh, basically, infomercial. But if you run it to a minute and 10 seconds, you see some nasty stuff between these wives. (laughs) And uh, what is this, Joel? (laughs) Testosterone? Nugenics? Is that what it is? Nugenics, right? Oh, yeah. I take it. I take it. <laughs> it's doing wonders for you. You're doing a great job. They don't on the Oscars. I know that it just came and went, but they don't do TV commercials, do they? Because Doug Flutie in a best supporting actor role, uh, really, is <laughs> no. the, he's really great next to the Big Hurt. Kind of yeah. like you next to uh, the Big Hurt. Is kind of That's what, that what I mean. Like. Yeah, I know. Um, it was great. I've had to I'll say this. Climb my Trevor way out Lawrence, of there. Be happy, Jacksonville fans, because the number 16, you'll be surprised to learn, has a pretty decent success rate in Super mm. Bowls. You know, obviously 12 is the best number to mm. win, but 16, not too bad, um, thanks to Joe Montana primarily. Um I, uh, by the way, I had a great idea to help Cam Newton ingratiate himself. All these people are so cynical, um, about, uh, uh, about, uh, uh, about Cam Newton as their quarterback. What if this, Sal, what if Mm. he gets rid now? Everybody's it's all the rage to change your number these days. What if he dumps number one 
and goes with number 12. Patriots oh. fans love QBs who wear number 12, so it's oh, not like yeah. a risky proposition for him to do it. It'd be a good gamble. Right. Here's you another think good that'll ingratiate himself with the with Yeah, the fans? I think, like, yeah, they'll be like, oh, look, now we have a quarterback in 12. Now this is something we can get excited about. Yeah. So Why is I this think, number 12 spiking the ball into the ground <laughs> on non-scoring plays <laughs> right after the snap? And why is he wearing a lady scarf? Yeah. Like, oh, look, he's just like our old quarterback. Right. You know, Tom, Tom Brady was fashion forward it's himself. Let's not sleep on yeah. that. Here are a couple for you that I will say. First of all, I already said, I think it's Trey Lance at three to the Niners. I talked to one of the more respected scouts out there. I said, come on, Mm -hmm. it's not going to be Mac Jones at three. He texted me back. This is what he said. Why would the Niners um, have Lance doing all that drill work through John Beck if he's not their guy? So that's Mm -hmm. enough for me. I like what you landed on. You say Mac Jones minus 310 to go third or better, which he's not going to do. I think the plus 210, Mac Jones plus three and a half is a great bet. The other one, I don't care what jive people want to sell you on. You can't take a running back under any circumstances in the first round. There certainly will be a running back taken in the first round. It'll happen before the 28th pick. Go under 27 and a half on Najee Harris minus 138. Mm. And just for fun, Steelers fans out there, if Najee Harris goes to the Dolphins or Jets or otherwise, and Zayvon Collins is on the board. Take a flyer on this guy. Zayvon Collins, the inside linebacker from Tulsa, plus 1,900. You got to do it just for the fun of nine, plus 1,900 coming in. I like that. that you, you, you're you on to that. Yeah, something like that's going to happen, either in receiver or lineman or something. There's going to be a, a wild card third or fourth to projected fourth in the in, at the position, and they're going to be dragged like the Raiders or the Giants. Someone will screw that up, I promise you. It'll happen. Let me ask you this as far as the running backs go. We learn year to year. It's less important to take a a running back early. Did we learn that last year? I'm trying to think. The parlay kid brought up a good point on against the odds yesterday. Did the Chiefs regret taking Clyde Edwards-Hilaire 32nd? Do other teams look at that and say, uh, yeah, maybe we don't need a running back in the first round? Or do they look at Jonathan Taylor who was taking a few picks later in the second round and say, no, no, yeah, that's about right. There should be one or two running backs. I don't know that we've gotten, we've learned anything from last year in the draft. There are people far smarter than I working the arithmetic. I include you in that group, Sal. But I mean, a lot of it is antiquated kind of math. It's like this application of, Um, here's how, you know, running backs are a bad value in the first round because they have the lowest rate Mm. of re-signing a second contract with the team that drafted them. It's like, well, who decided that that's the measure in the 21st century? There's CTE awareness. We see, uh, you know, a number of big name guys and otherwise have moved on, you know, way more quickly than they might've in past generations. That's a, that's a legit factor. Mm -hmm. Um, the amount of money they're getting paid makes it easier for them to walk away at an early age and still have their knees not replaced and everything else. And free agency disrupts all that stuff. You just must, you just must change your level of expectation. You ain't getting a running back for the next 10 years. And by the way, what the makeup of your team is in three years from now, let alone a decade from now, can't it's possibly different. be a yeah. part of it. It just can't be something you're you're thinking about if you're doing your job well, unless it's a QB. I get if you're in the top 10 picks and this guy, let's lock him up for 15 years and, and fix everything around him. But it, well, what we're talking about the with the running backs, are, running backs, they're going to be drafted. Right. Well, are they drafted 26th or 35th? Like, what's the difference at that point? Right. right. So but we know they're going to go right in there. 
probably those two. I still go under one and a half. I don't think Harris and at the end. What do I really? know? I just don't. Well, I just think if the Steelers pass on it, and they can. They very well, you know more than anybody what they could do, what their holes are. They don't have to draft the running back there. If they do, it makes it tough for two to get drafted there. If they do, think- even if they do draft one, it, it's tough for two. But um, if they don't, it's a real long shot. Listen, I'm not uh, someone who's been working, uh, who's been working in the film room, film room, breaking down tape on all these uh, draft eligible guys for the mm. last four months, like some people have. But I am a pedigree snob where running backs concerned, and like I always say, gold is precious because it's rare. And the high pedigree mm. three down backs count up to three in this draft. So this idea, all these people who think they're the pretentious crap, Sal. It makes me crazy. All these people, you don't know anything, one offensive lineman from the next, but you do know uh, this team's better draft one in the first round. Like, what if it's not the right. What if it's not the one that they want? What if it's what if the three guys that they had targeted as of first course. round uh, guys, like, no, doesn't matter. Got to take. You know so much about the nuance of these 300-pound slobs who lean on other guys, but you don't see the difference. Like, certain teams are not at a league average at running back. It's like, well, the steel has got to fix the offensive line and a running back's not going to change that. Mm. Yeah, it is. If he's better than Benny Snell, it's going to change it. Like, well, the Steelers are not at league average at running back. That's a position that they legitimately need a major bump up in talent. So it's not I was thinking about this, that. and I think this is why people have strong opinions on the draft because fans have to have strong opinions on everything regarding their team, right? So to the eye... We know that an interception is bad for your team, right? If your team's throwing an interception, right? We know it's good if a long there's a long touchdown thrown and your team is on offense. We have to have an, a strong opinion one way or another if Travis Travis at the end is picked, right? So you have to either scream <laughs> bloody murder or you have to celebrate. You have to be high fiving your grandmother, otherwise you're not a real fan, and you better make a case for one or the other. Otherwise, again, you're not a real fan. I, I kind of think that's it. I think we're in a gray area of that's oh, correct. Crap. I don't really yeah. know. Like, I, we can't quantify this just the yet. The psychology but, but we have slash to? sociology. Yeah. We're in yeah. April. People mm-hmm. get crazy about what happens here. Think about the last Super Bowl. Did, what impact? I know Tristan Wirfs. You can make a a, a pretty good case. Um, significantly impacted uh, Tom Brady, but really, when you look back at it. The Packers, their foe in the title game. The whole story was they didn't do enough to help Aaron Rodgers there. The appoint to the Buccaneers draft is the reason why they got over the hump. I mean, like it, it, it's weird how long mm-hmm. you must uh, put your feet up and wait to see the results of these things. It's so anti everything in our society right now that right. we're willing to like. I don't know what's going to be, but like this, this crap shoot of a thing and it won't pay off one way or the other for at least 10 months. And yet we love it. I don't know. That's I maybe yeah. it says how desperate oh, it's about to, to get worse. Watch I, football. I keep saying, oh, I hope I can't wait for this to happen already. But then it gets worse after the draft. And it's like, oh, then you have to assign grades to everybody's draft. It's so dumb. And right. So sure we I'll now do- have learned something more about it uh, than we did. I wouldn't be surprised, by the way, just to say, I wouldn't be surprised if the if the wrong guys are off the board already, Pittsburgh trading back to Green Bay. Watch watch out for that one. I could see that at oh, 29. That makes sense for both. The Packers could get a corner. The Steelers could wait and still get uh, one of the big three running backs left over. Daniel Jeremiah. I was looking, though. Daniel Jeremiah, Todd McShay, Mel Kuyper. I was looking at past mock drafts. All three of those guys, the, king, the kings of this, right? They give it so much thought, right? 
six for 32. All three of them were ah. six for 32 last year. And that's considered good. Now, I'll say this. They hit on the positions. They pretty much hit on the positions. But like I say, you you pass on a Wurfs, he all of a sudden goes fourth. You take a Henry Ruggs first when he's not supposed to be except the third or fourth receiver, and everything is out of whack. And good luck predicting anything after the 12th pick. Like, I think five out of those six that they got right were in the first dozen picks. So it is uh, a crapshoot, to say the least. I wanted to say, look at some of Fandle's numbers, the odds shifts. Mac Jones, as you mentioned earlier, minus 310 to go third. He's opened up at eight and a half. <laughs> I can't believe that. But I guess he um, he opened up at eight and a half. And yet I think he could fall if he's not taking third. I could see him falling to uh, something like eight and a half or nine or 10 or something nuts, right? I, you know, I, I think the the bookmakers are awfully impressive and generally it transcends sports it goes into politics and otherwise mm. you can kind of follow that and there it, it really is a great and pretty consistent indicator you know better than i do but i think that's true that you know even in politics and you know presidential mm. or senatorial races if you see that the bookmakers are favoring somebody that's a, a pretty strong betting market's a good predictor for in, in general this in general. is yeah. so weird yeah. I, what are they going off of? What are they going off of? The word of a, uh, a scout buddy of theirs? What do they know? Who are they tied into in these organizations no. that would be able to tell them one way or the other? I don't know. So I think I think are they aggregating point, mock drafts of smart people that are of like reputable guys or something? Yes, but then we'd have to see. Was Mac Jones like uh, eight or nine on these mock drafts two months ago when this opened, or a little longer ago? And but now, now the betting, now the betting dictates which where the money shifts. Like for instance, Jamar Chase on Fanduel opened at minus one thirty five to be the first wide receiver drafted, and is now minus nine fifty. Why? Why? What happened? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not <laughs> suggesting shenanigans, but yeah. if you were Kyle Shanahan, couldn't you rig the market? I mean, to oh, a, yeah. a, an oh, insane there's so many degree different ways. if you wanted to. Oh, sure. Yeah. This, yeah. this is a, a, a funny space. I, I always question about like, um, you know, shaving points, like how that really must be hard to do. I doubt that it works all the time. I mm -hmm. would imagine it's like a 50% success rate. Just score but miss a couple baskets down the stretch like is that does that definitely always work i don't know this seems like something you could definitely do right? it could you know no one's gonna get really rich though because they put a limit on these prop bets it's not like a super bowl game or a playoff game where yeah. you know you, you could bet whatever you want so it would it would be really it would really stick out whereas you know you know 13 million dollars was bet on the buccaneers against the packers if it's an extra million and that game was thrown, you really wouldn't be a red flag. But if, uh, you know, if $900,000 came on Jalen Waddle all of a sudden, like for the Giants, like, whoa, and then they picked them, that there, there would be a little trouble there uh, spread out. Jalen Waddle, I, by the way, 43% think he's going to be the top wide receiver on Fandle. That's plus 850. And 34% have bet on Devonta Smith. That's a big number, nine to one. Even though Jamar Chase is a gigantic, I guess he made he's a prohibitive favorite. No one's betting him. I mean, I feel like, you know, that we go way back to the Panthers drafting a QB. I mean, they're they're pot committed now to to the formula that Matt mm -hmm. Rules laid out. I question, is he really gonna double down? They just traded for a third overall pick from 2018 in Sam Darnold. They need they they so terribly need to find two options at QB for an incomplete roster. I mean, they right. it was a mistake. The mis what I always say about first-round running backs, that's not the mistake. The second contract is the mistake. Right. The CMC 
Well, I, I don't get that signing, but all right, now they've done it. Now you must build and try to win with that or, and, or you're wasting a giant chunk of loot and uh, another year off of CMC's prime. And by the time you get the roster where, it, where you want it to, CMC is going to have to move on anyway. I think you try to win this year if you're Matt Rule. I think these things matter. I think people are cavalier about these things, even with their own team about like, I bet you there's some Bengals fans who, because they loved Anthony Munoz was their only good player for a generation. So they think like, oh, it'd be great to get Panay Sewell. I find it uninspiring. Really? I know oh, like I don't as a think, fan. I don't think there would be a lot of it. Yeah? You think like today, younger fans would like that? No, oh. Well, I, I do... I don't accept as much as condescending and curmudgeonly as these guys are about like, oh, I don't have to please the fans. And like Kyle Shanahan's mm -hmm. insane. Like I can't even guarantee who's going to be alive by Sunday. All that kind of grim nonsense that they do. Mm -hmm. um, I I still think it matters if you're, uh, you know, if you're the Packers, Cowboys, uh, whatever, the Raiders, Steelers. It, it's not a consideration what the fans want. But I think on some level, if you're, the Panthers in ACC, SEC country, can you really be like, I don't care what the fans think. I don't, I, I it is a legitimate big business oh, that a little operating. Bit. And yeah. I think you have to um, play into that and like, yeah, yeah, we got a good offensive lineman. He blocks good, but wait, not Kyle Pitts. Right. If you're a Bengals fan, I, I, I kind of agree with you that, yeah, they want to see Kyle Pitts go. By the way, I, with the Kyle Pitts, what I don't want is Lawrence Wilson, we're pretty much sure those are going to be the top two, even though I don't know why. But Lawrence, Wilson, Mac Jones, Kyle Pitts. That would suck if it ends up those four. Let, let's switch it up a little. If Mac Jones is picked, let's not have Kyle Pitts go forth. How about Atlanta trade, trades the pick? Make it exciting or something. I think so. I think Every that'll, I think I bet you that that's where it would be, too. I could see Justin with Pitts? Denver moving oh. up. Yeah. No, Dustin, them moving up. And... Yeah, then somebody if that if if that ended up working out, yeah, that would that would. Well, uh, Fields shake it up is uh, I should say Fandle's biggest liability is Fields going to three, going number three. So if the 49ers, that means they're on the hook for uh, uh, the biggest payout if Fields Longest goes third. For, yes, for yeah, they, the most money is put on Fields going uh, number three. Well, Jeff so, Schwartz uh, and other smart people are saying it's going to be uh, Justin Fields. He I like Fields. I, say, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you hit it right. I think Mac Jones. Uh, plus three and a half is the bet there. Then you over three and a half. Yeah, Lance just mix up those three and four. I just don't want Pitts going to Atlanta. And everyone's like so guaranteed he's going to Atlanta. This is a team that has many, many needs, right? They can't protect the quarterback. They don't play defense. They already have pass catchers. Um, sure, Pitts is the maybe the best at that position, at that number four. But uh, also, it's a, it's a new GM, right? So they're tight-lipped about everything. I think four out of six, Peter King said, four to six of the GMs between four and nine are new. And uh, so I don't know. I think we're going to okay, see some who do you? All there. right. You get to be the GM. Jer and and uh, Steven and the rest of the gang say, Cousin Sal, we want a, a celebrity picker here. Who are you oh. picking at 10? If it, I, as a matter of fact, now that you got Dak locked up, it wouldn't be a QB anyway. You're one of the few teams who probably wouldn't try to take Trevor Lawrence. But I'll, I'll do it for the Steelers as a with a non-QB because realistically no Steelers. Well, I was asking you. I, I mean, oh, I've, I'll, I'll, you know what? I like, uh, you can go either of the cornerbacks or Tan or Horn. I like, you know, um, I'm going to go Quiddy Pay. I like Quiddy Pay there. Yes. Fun. Who, by I the like way, was one. the, I'm looking now, Jalen Phillips opened plus 230 to be the first defense defensive lineman drafted. He's now even odds. 
And it's so it's not quitty pay. But I like uh, yeah, I like the bookend uh, edge rushers there. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there are a lot of um, uh, high end. Well, clearly there aren't a bunch of high end uh, defenders based on all these projections. I don't know. I uh, talk to me in four minutes. I'd go with somebody else. But Mm -hmm. I've talked myself now into Zayvon Collins. I think that would be. Yeah, you like him. I think that would be really fun. And it addresses a position in need where they can't take an injury currently. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it's the Steelers. If there's one thing that has defined them over the last 20 years, it's the pass rush and their linebacking core. That's been a position of strength for them. Mm-hmm. It, it tracks in that direction. Losing Bud Dupree hurts them. You know, it's all about the uh, hybrid players, guys who you can move around. Right. Zayvon Collins can play inside or outside, if uh, it, whichever one called for it. And that sets up well with High Smith from last year, who I think they could bump inside if they really wanted to. So I'll go Zayvon Collins. All right. This is good. We're going to find out tomorrow. It's going to be okay. a lot of fun. Good. And then it'll be done. Uh, I'm trying to think of, by the way, not enough is made out of our guy, Mikey Meatballs. Now, you hear him and you hear Eddie Spaghetti on minus three. They talk puck at the end of uh, each of those podcasts. They do a nice job. But Mikey Meatballs, I don't know that you've even seen Mikey Meatballs, Dave. Mikey, do you have a uh, camera? Mikey bears a... a I do not have one set oh, up right now. Oh, you son of a bitch. He looks a lot, a lot like Trevor Lawrence. A lot. Can we? Do we have a picture? Wow, Jim Cunningham? he does because he's got that buzz cut, so it's hard to see. But Crazy, in the punum, right. he does. Jim, pull up a picture. I look up Mikey Meatballs on Google, and I think he'll jump. Uh, he'll go right there. All right, pull up a picture while we talk about. Uh, I mentioned spaghetti. Spaghetti, you have a lot riding on Mac Jones in our uh, prop pool, our prop futures prop draft. You have Mac Jones going third. You have the best odds. You bet it like two months ago, and you're going to be leading this thing, right? Yep. Yep. I uh, I have feel that. good about I mean- it. Well, not really, because I, I do a podcast <laughs> with somebody who is, is promoting the Justin Fields and now lately the Trey Lance to go third overall. So <laughs> well, uh, it doesn't I, mean it's right. No, <laughs> I know. But today, but but today I did state my case. Why? I mean, he was when the trade first happened. It was okay. It's going to be Mac Jones, and mm-hmm. I I'm 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 feeling confident in that. The 49ers organization trusts in Nick Saban and what he's done, and they kind of the comparisons to what Joe Burrow did in the SEC last year. So I, I'm feeling See? pretty good about it. He wants to be ahead. By the way, that is that the thing- craziest math that people keep <laughs> floating out there. Not just Eddie Spaghetti. I'm not jumping on him. The crazy. It's like, well, Joe Burrow's from the SEC. Like, what? What are we talking? What? 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 What, what, is, what, what does that mean? What? How does that apply to anything going on right now? Well, Joe Burrow. Like, what? Hold Insane. on. Shaq, you have something alive too that could um has a chance to win. Oh, you have I'm trying to think. So I'll I'll go over I think so I Mikey have Meatballs ha- Michael Mikey Meatballs has Zach Wilson to be the fourth pick in the NFL draft. That's not likely, according to what uh we all said. Parley Kidd has Penny Sewell second pick. That's not likely. Uh Harry has Zach Wilson's second pick. That's gonna win, but I don't think he had a lot on it and uh, not great odds even back then. Eddie, like we said, has Mac Jones third. Hench has Mac Jones second, not likely. Shaq, you have Trey Lance third. Do you even know you had Trey Lance third? I but forgot. Yeah. There yes. you go. Yes, I did know it. Deep and down, I knew I was self-validating. Trey Lance three. Oh, what a winner Damashek's right. going to be. Join you me. Have, you have Jamar. That'll be that'll be big. Then you'll be winning this thing. And you also have Jamar Chase number three. I don't think both are going to win that bet for you. It can only be one. 
Uh, I Jamar think Chase. maybe we should do this instead of mm-hmm. wasting our time grading things because we won't know anything more uh, come Monday yeah. than we know right now about this. So it's a ridiculous exercise True. to self-validate like, well, they took a guy who I told you I didn't think was going to be good. Ergo, I don't think their draft was good. Right? We already could have mm-hmm. done that th- that math based on what you said pre-draft. Instead, let's just take all the liars to task. You know, let's. Let's, oh, I like that. Let's highlight yeah. every every lie from GMs and coaches. Like, and, and by the way, there are going to be about told you so. Like twenty four hours from right now, there will mm-hmm. be a lot of I told you soers out there, and a lot of people hoping you just ignore what they predicted because there are a lot of people who are telling you, I know it's definitely Mac Jones at three, and there are a lot of people telling you the exact opposite of that. Right. We have to take oh, all a, these liars yeah, but, and, and but check. Uh, that's the thing. There's that. That's and I think it, and ultimately it's good for us that there's no accountability in this field, in this business, <laughs> and I think it's good for us <laughs> overall. No, not no? well. I mean, I know. I, listen, I my my batting average, I uh, I submit is as high as anybody's in the business. Interesting. Okay. Well, I know, not. but you did probably have that Indiana, see, that Indiana that coach, that whole course, thing. Are you going to go and disprove me at any point? No, you're not. You well, see? you had the Brad Stevens thing. All right. I know what you're saying. I know, but we all, we all slip up. All right. Jim Cunningham, you have the pictures of Mikey Meatballs. You hear when Mina Kimes told you who's going to the Super Bowl in uh, two years ago, who said the Niners besides Damashek? No, that's true. That's it. Whoa. Look that at that. Freaky. Right. <laughs> Put that hairdo on meatballs. <laughs> Mikey Meatballs is Trevor Lawrence's son somehow. No, you're older, right, Meatballs? Who's older? Are you the I, same I'm age? Older. I'm you, older than him. You are he older. Would be my, he would be my son. So he's your son. Okay. Sheesh, that's freaky. By the way, you know, you, you know, it's sad that we have to actually talk about that because Trevor Lawrence, you're not sure he's older than oh, And we discovered on on minus three today that Mikey meatballs is what is he? 22. I mean, it's we, a disgrace. we just graduated college. Yeah. 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 It's a disgrace. Yeah. yeah I, I want him fired. I know. What are you going to do? Hey, we're going to do something fun right now. Oh, and Mikey meatballs is not involved and Eddie spaghetti isn't either, but we'll, we'll, um, we'll have them add on if there's, if they have anything at the end, but we are going to do a draft in honor of the Oscars check in honor mm-hmm. of the NFL draft in honor of, you know, this is supposed to be a gambling podcast. We are going to, draft the four of us me you um heel producer jim cunningham and babyface joel solomon are going to draft our favorite gambling characters in movies now not necessarily characters from gambling movies but gambling centric characters Hmm. in movies right we're going to go one through four we'll snake it we'll do four picks each i think this could be fun how are we going to do um the order you know what let's do let's do by who earns the most money Oh, I was no, going to say, who's no, no. most <laughs> handsome? Go All in right. that order. Most okay, we'll go most go handsome. So, so then that's Babyface. Babyface goes first then, if it's most handsome. Oh, okay. All right. Jim, who, who's the, Jim you, would think, you would say you were the most handsome, right, out of the four of us? No, they wouldn't. <laughs> Do you really believe that, Jim? In your current state, I'm talking about, I'm not talking you at, at your very best, all cleaned up. I'm not asking you to wait, be wait. Krispy Kreme to my buttermilk from Dunkin' Donuts. That's the same thing, like, Oh, the Krispy Kreme is delicious if it's warm and it's well. Two he's allowed old. to shower, and though, you, right? I don't, I don't think I'll he get, can shower, but I'm yeah. not going to allow some major, you know, yeah. before and after kind of thing. Like, I mean, you know, he, right. he looks. Jim, he looks why like don't a, you go first? A pioneer you, you, man, right now, a frontiersman. <laughs> Jim, are you first. ready to go first? Okay, go ahead. Now, this is we're doing our draft of uh, 
the great. Oh my, oh god. my god, that that's <laughs> better than me. Are you kidding yes. me? Oh, definitely. You look, look like a in little the mirror, girl with Bob. a beard. Come on. Uh, all right, you get to go first. This is best, our favorite and best gambling centric characters in movies. We're doing the draft right now. Go ahead, Jim. Start us off with the first pick. I take John Gage from Indecent Proposal. Robert oh, Redford's good character. one. Good one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, what was the proposal again? I know he a gets a night with Demi Moore. Yeah, a million dollars. I get to have sex on your wife for a million dollars. Well, that wasn't betting, though, right? That was just a No, but a he deal. gambled throughout. He even I know, said he gave to her, her dice. She, can, she can, um, he said, uh, you know, like she can go back on it if he flips a coin and he loses, things like that. Oh, interesting. Was, okay, I forgot about that. I know she together. Right. She threw the dice for him. She yep. rolled for him and mm -hmm. she won a lot of money for him and everything. Uh, okay. That is an outrageous, and out that's a fine pick, but an outrageous thing that Demi Moore does. She leaves, <laughs> she makes time with Robert Redford and then is like, I'm actually, I, I you know Spoiler what? Alert. I think I am going to go be with him. That's a great, that's a great pick. I, I, Fine. He said he likes to pick. I Wait, would what? Be, I wanted I would to be hear. elated to get a night away from my wife and make a million dollars. That's a. Great I don't know pick. that you're getting the same uh, deal anywhere, uh, babyface. I mean, all right, well, you want to go second? You go first. You all go right. second there, Joel. All right, so that's good. John Gage. Right. I forgot about that. That's a good one. With the second pick mm -hmm. of our draft, I've always wondered what it would be like to go to Vegas with Harry. So I got to go with Alan from The Hangover. <laughs> He's hilarious. Right. He makes he can, he can count cards, and he uh, he's. He's asking, is this, this isn't the real Caesar's palace, is it? I mean, that's, very good. Zach Galifianakis, fucking funny and everything he does. I mean, good, yeah, okay. Good you, can, second pick. you can laugh, but it, do you, you want to win? That's the real question. Right. That's the thing. Now he's Apparently on your team. you don't. Apparently you're not thinking about winning, which makes right. it stinking thinking. No, he can't lose that guy. Yeah. All right, Shaq, show us how to win. You have the third pick. I mean, I hate to go chalk, but I'm going to because I want to win, as I said, and I'm not going to wait on him for round 002 or 003. I'm going with the coolest guy to walk the planet this side, of, this side of Dr. Indiana Jones. Bond, James Bond. Oh, gotcha. All right. I thought you were doing something else there. What did James you think Bond. I was doing? I thought, well, I don't want to say it because I might I might take him down the road. James but. Bond plays, <laughs> plays high stakes poker. What are the stakes? Life and death. You can't get higher than that. That's it. Right. That's true. Which Bond? He plays, you lose, you get killed. You know? That's a good pick. Thank That's you. I know pick. it's a good pick. All right. I'm going to come. So I get two now, right? We're doing the snake right. style. I hate to say because he was a heel like uh, producer Jim Cunningham, but Biff Tannen. Now he didn't do the right things with the money That's and good. back to the future too. He gets the uh, gray sports almanac mm -hmm. from his older self, right? Hits himself with a cane. He's like, you hold on to this and don't <laughs> let anyone ever see it. And you would think he was such a scatterbrain. They would have dropped it in the road and left right away. Now, the one problem I have with, I have a problem with all sports gambling movies. When he's driving off and they say like that he's listening to a UCLA game, just a regular game. And we know what's in the middle of the year. It's not a, it's not a bowl game because there's a dance and we know it's October because we see the invitation and everything. So it's just a regular season game in October, 1955. And yet the results are in this what seems to be 20 page almanac uh, should have been like seven or 8,000 pages. If it's right, if it's got, but anyway, that's how he learns it's for real. He 
he wins, he wins horse races, he parlays his fortune, and then the town goes to shit. And we know the I don't want to ruin Back to the Future too, but Biff Tannen, <laughs> that's my fifth. That's my fourth pick, uh, the fourth pick overall. And I'm going to say Molly Bloom is my fifth pick. I've had her on the podcast. Jim Cunningham, you love that podcast, right? Yeah, absolutely. Love her. Yes. Who played her? Jessica Chastain mm-hmm. in the movie, and she was terrific. She puts together these high-stake poker games for real um, in uh, Hollywood. There's Player X, who we think is Superman, right? Uh, Spider-Man. Who is it? Uh, Toby McGuire. Yeah, it's Toby McGuire. She gets beat up. I talked to her about it. Terrific guest. Uh, Chastain does a great job in the movie. I'm going Molly Bloom and Biff Tannen. All right, back to you, Joel. To, oh, wait, whoa, whoa. Why do you get to? Oh, I just I'm sorry. I'm back sorry. The oh, I forgot. I forgot. That one. I see what's up. I see James what's going Bonds. on here. I thought you took four James yeah. Bonds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. You kind of, which James Bond? Oh, I could, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? I got to go with the classic. I'm going right. Connery there. Um, I, I, we're in a weird space where, when it comes to gambling. There are people who really, really deeply know what they're doing and mm-hmm. they're newbies. So I want to be able to take advantage of the people who might know a little bit less than me. That's why my spirit animal, round two, Ox in Stripes, a.k.a. John Candy. When he's playing cards... <laughs> In uh, in the in the you know, with all with all the dummies who don't know how to play poker, Good. it's like if it if it were me, so funny with that with that uh, cigarette. I just watched right. it before we did this because <laughs> just to remind myself of how funny it is. This is a movie that has Bill Murray in it and John Candy kind of steals it anyway, and he's he's got that he's got that uh, heater betwixt his fingers there, and he's advising <laughs> this sitting on the on the cots. Like if it were mm. me, I'd bet everything, but that's me. I'm a gambler. Mr. Vegas, come on, come on, go for it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, what, what do we have? Well, I have a full house. What do you have? I have uh, two fours, an ace, an eight, and a seven. Okay, so you lose. But if you would have had four fours, you would have won. This is fun, right? It's the right. best. It just- <laughs> it's a great scene. I will say out of the six picks so far, um, your ox has amassed the least amount probably gambling right out of the six i'm trying to think molly Bloom, well, he, well listen he Biff, takes James all Bond. available loot from the guys he's playing against you can't do okay. any better than that all right all right joel let's get keep it going pick number seven all right Shaq left him on the board i'm going robert de niro in casino mm. okay first of all sam ace rothstein was based on a real life sports handicapper mm-hmm. uh frank rosenthal so that's amazing secondly jewish so this is. Uh, oh, wait, I couldn't have told from the name. This is already amazing. <laughs> and he, not only was he considered one of the greatest sports gambling experts of all time, he gets the girl in the movie. He gets Sharon Stone, which would never happen in real life. That's well, he kind of got right. her. He got, he, it was, the, the, they ran into a little trouble. <laughs> I don't know right. if he really ever had her completely, but I actually would just. Lost her to Jimmy Woods. Yeah. Where are right. You? Where are I don't you? know that that's. Uh, it's a good pick. I don't even know if he's number one in that movie, though. All right, we'll leave him. There's, there's more on the board here. All right, Jim, this is your second pick. I'm going to go with another Robert De Niro character, Mike Vronsky from Deer Hunter. Hmm. Russian willing roulette. To put it, Russian roulette. Willing right. to put it all on the line. <laughs> fucking kill everybody. <laughs> really good friend. <laughs> willing to do anything. Only drawback is he's from Pittsburgh, but whatever. We could just, it's fine. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jim likes that because Jim looks like uh, he recently uh, got out of the Vietnam War and has a, had a <laughs> yeah. tough time reintegrating into society. <laughs> That's true. All right. He went and fought for our country and he came back and this is how he's being treated. <laughs> no wonder he's turned into what he's turned into. Crawled right, into a Jim. bottle and hasn't come out yet. <laughs> you have a second pick too. Who, oh, me? Again? No, Jim. Yeah, oh, right? Jim. We're snaking this. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will take... The guy with the bad haircut from No Country for Old Men. Oh, Flips a coin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll kill you if you don't. I mean, what's higher stakes than that? So. Uh, Dave brought this up. I, be I believe it was minus three I was listening to. You brought this up recently, right? Mm -hmm. As a, a seminal scene, right? That was a... Uh, it's funny. I think it's a, the literal two sides of the coin, how you see the world. I think the Cohen brothers are making a statement mm -hmm. about if you choose heads when confronted with this binary choice... If you choose heads, it means that you're an optimist by definition. Uh -huh. And I think the Cohen brothers w are encouraging that sort of optimism. That's right. why the old man behind the counter lives because he chooses heads. Now, the main character's uh, wife gets killed. She chooses tails. Right. The, or maybe we don't see her choice. But either way, yes, if you expect everything to come ass up, then you're a cynic by nature if you call tails. I agree, Jim, but I think you picked the wrong person. You picked Javier Bardet. You want the guy behind the the, the clerk, don't you? Right. He's the one gambling. No, I want the guy with the air gun. Well, he has nothing to lose. He's going to shoot up the place exactly. or, or keep walking. Perfect. Jim, may, Jim uh, thank goodness for Zoom, or else he might have already shot us up. <laughs> right. Jim, Jim's trip to Vegas is very different than everyone else's. <laughs> All right. Joel, you're up. Uh, Damn right. You have the 10th pick. A lot of laughs. Right. You may or may not survive. It's going to be a good time with Jim and company. You know, Jim won't let uh, Joel in his room, right? Joel often wants to share a room when we go to Vegas in July. He won't of let him in. Of course not. Now, I thought it was are a you joke, kidding me? Man. Now I don't, I, I, don't, I don't want, now I don't want to well, share a room dude, with Jim. You're both grown right. men. Ten, exactly. Ten what is your you? dignity? Thank you. Sharing a room. Yeah. Right? Thank I'm you. Going, How old are we already? I'm going Back to back, Robert De Niro, our third Robert De Niro character, Pat Solitano Sr. in Silver Linings Playbook. No he loses way. a bet and he doesn't pay. He, he he doesn't instead he parlays the Eagles to win their next game and a bet that literally doesn't even make sense that his son and his uh Supposed dance partner will get a five out of ten uh, in the dance it's competition. Not, no, that's how you no, win your money so back. Dumb. Yes. I hated the yes. ending of that. That's the worst out of all of them. All he, of them. he refused to pay money, and he figured out a way to win it back on a ridiculous parlay. Everybody that's, that's in town is betting the Eagles. He's the town bookie, and he's rooting hard for the Eagles. His son has to go somewhere. Uh, Cooper has to go somewhere. Where are you going? This is a big game for the Eagles. If we win this, we're in the division. If we if we win this, we're in the division. Shame on you. Shame on the guy holding the boom mic. Everyone who let that line go. If we win this, we're in the division. <laughs> I I strike that as as uh, inadequate, Joel. That's a bad pick. But I I hate that. I hate that move. I'm sorry. Now I'm mad. Now I'm mad like I am you, with you, the Grom thing. Go ahead. All right. Had it be, you don't like it because it's Eagles. <laughs> if it was a Cowboys movie, you would be hate all about. it more. All right, uh, Dave, you're up. Number eleven. Boy, you guys have left uh, a lot of good ones on the board here. I have so many different ways to go. I'm going to go Big Earn from, uh, um, what's it called? The, the Yeah, from Kingpin. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, he wins his bet. He hustles the 
the lo local rogues at the alley. And then when things get sideways, he comes out clean. You know, uh -huh. we celebrate the, the other fellow, uh, Andy Dufresne, for call, crawling through that river and uh -huh. coming out clean. Why don't we do the same for Big Earn? And by the way, the montage of Big Earn versus Woody Harrelson is is one of the funniest 10 minute stretches in the history of Bill Murray's uh, comedic career. And that's saying quite a thing. Wow. Quite something. It might be. It might be my single favorite Bill Murray. Wow. Is Interesting. He is hysterical in that picture. And he's a good gambler, too. Well, it's funny. We've now mentioned Woody Harrelson in um, Indecent Proposal. Right. He wasn't picked in that one. We mentioned him now in Kingpin. And I'm going to take him with my 12th pick, ah. with the 12th pick overall, in White Men Can't Jump. How Ooh, sick did you get every single time he got hustled and he fell for it and he's going to lose Rosie Perez and he finally wins the big game. He has enough money. He gets her on Jeopardy and she's gone. She has not, it actually ends that way. She left. It wasn't a happy ending. Crazy. Woody Harrelson, great. He and Wesley Snipes, white men can't jump. Quite a baller too. I don't know if he had to learn to play basketball for those scenes, but he did a good job. Terribly better than Wesley Snipes, that's for sure. <laughs> Terrible by, gambler. By far and away, 10 times the ball player Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Is. That's a great one. I love that one. Really fun. Uh, but he, he, he lost. He lost a lot. Uh, you really felt for him. That's. I don't think I felt for... Uh, he wasn't a, a good gambler. I'm trying to look at these others if they were good gamblers. The next one I'm going to take, another bad gambler. But how do you not mention Eddie Montanaro in the Bronx Tale as Eddie Mush? And this is a guy who anything he laid his hands on, our company's called Mush Media. Not many people, probably nobody knows that. But it's after Eddie Mush from Bronx Tale. Remember when they're rolling dice with Caligulo and they couldn't put it, him he in was the bathroom. Such, put him in the bathroom with coffee cake because coffee cake couldn't stare at Caligulo. I don't want that face looking at this face. No, no, no. Not when he's rolling. They're both in the bathroom. And then in a great scene, one of the great movie scenes of all time, certainly great gambling scenes of all time. They're all betting that horse. What was the name of the horse? Damn, someone come up with the name of the horse that they were betting. And they were all screaming for the horse. I should have had this. And it had about a, a seven-length lead. And uh, and then Eddie Mush comes out from the galleries. He's like, come on, come on. He's waving the ticket. He's like, let's go. Let's do it. And as soon as they said, they didn't even have to watch the rest of the race. They knew because he had bet on the horse at the same time. They ripped up their tickets in disgust and didn't even watch the end of the race, which, of course, Ended in all their horses losing. Kryptonite? What was the name of that horse? Kryptonite. I'm on Kryptonite. You can do it. Kryptonite. Any mush. That's my, uh, I guess that's my last pick. And now there's three more. Boy, ah, I'm really conflicted here because now you remind me of Bruce Willis, a.k.a. Butch in Pulp Fiction. I mean, yeah. he puts his ass on the line. He, I mean, they, they're looking to kill mm -hmm. him and he refuses to take a dive and, and screws the mob and right. uh, rewards himself and his French woman. This could be a twenty draft. It won't be, but it could be a twenty oh, round draft, right? I, like so it's many. Because I was, I, I was afraid that I wouldn't have enough, and I, I can, I, and I'm well, you're going to miss out on one that's going to make you sick, and we're going to question your whole existence. But I'm not going to help you. KG, no, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we'll go over the uh, also rands after. All right, but. I, I mean, I, I want to go with the obvious ones, and there are at least three embodied and uh, personified by two actors mm -hmm. and hit one name is already uh, i'm gonna go with though bernie in the cooler have you ever mm -hmm. seen the cooler with sure. william h macy he's yeah. a mush and then because i love love i'm taking this one oh. once he finds a lovely lady to lay next to him 
in the bed, <laughs> his luck uh, goes through the roof. Suddenly, all of a sudden, he can't lose, and he and he keeps on making money. And I'm not going to give anything else away, right? But uh, Bernie in the cooler. I'm trying to win ultimately here, so I, I've got to go with him. Gotcha. Okay, that's a good one. Well, um, Joel is trying to lose because he went with freaking De Niro's character in Silver Lining Playbook. Well, but let's say it can't a, be worse than that, Joel. That so was what a you, great what, pick. What's and your last just pick? Like, just like a real fantasy draft, I, I saved my sleepers for the end. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if you go you go to Vegas, you need to be with a degenerate gambler. I'm going with Hick. Howard Ratner from Uncut Gems, mm. Adam Sandler's character. Loves sports gambling. Knows Kevin Garnett. He's constantly checking his phone like I for uh, updates at, at, at their kids' recital. Yes, he dies at the end, but he 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 did it in style by losing See, losing bets. And I love oh, that. Right. I, I love that Sandler, right? Went out of his comfort zone. He was freaking he was great throughout. And even the scenes that weren't supposed to be uncomfortable were uncomfortable. But again, I take issue with that final bet. And I, because he goes to that casino in Connecticut, which has no sports book, by the way, um, <laughs> the sports betting is not legal in Connecticut at the time. I, I still, uh, it isn't still, um, he bets a parlay. Now, instead of just making the gem worth a million dollars and just betting a million dollars, which would have been crazy on the Celtics, he has the Celtics to win and cover Garnett to win the opening tip. And Garnett to be over eight and a half rebounds or nine mm-hmm. and a half rebounds or something. And he put that all on the parlay. We're talking about, oh, the parlay. The parlay's got to hit. No one has taken that parlay. This is before same game parlays <laughs> as FanDuel has. But even they wouldn't take it that much. Again, Connecticut, no legal sports. That's That that one casino, what was it? Is it, um which casino Mohegan is that, Mikey? Sun or Mohegan Sun. Yeah, right. Yeah. Foxwoods. That's what it was. They don't take that bet. But uh Everything else about that was great. No, Harry, Sal is it, that's I a watched, bet Harry I, would place, and you know it. Harry exactly. would, would place that bet. I, I don't believe you. <laughs> we get that in for it. And they didn't steal the money. Oh, all right, good. I, I love the movie until then. I, really I, I cannot sit in a room with either of my parents when a show like Grey's Anatomy is on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's my favorite program. Did you cry? So, but, it, but even they... Re- no, but my old man <laughs> is a doctor. My uh, mother, a nurse. And so they... Like, all that ever happens is well, that would never happen. And well, all right, it's a it's a it's a stupid soap opera. I don't need the authenticity of what goes down in the OR. You two old people. But, but if they just would have paid, the they, they would have. I, I, I wouldn't agree, even want to. I would I'm do it for you. free. It sickens me that you just tweak it just a little bit, and it's it's realistic, and then there's no problems with it. But uh, that's right, the issue. That's the issue you had with uncut gems. <laughs> it is. It's just the very end. Uh, that was it. All, all right. right. It, so that's of course they should look like they know how to do what they're doing, and they shouldn't. Uh, talk like De Niro talked if that's his if that's who his character is it is weird how glib these movie makers get about sports in particular like the how often that's something like ah close enough but everything else they're so particular no they should be particular you're not if a cop pulls someone over for speeding and charges them with murder you would be like no no that's not right I know the law that's not that's not how it goes although who the hell knows this is a good role (laughs) to add to your list of things to do you can be a Hollywood gambling. I do it for uh, nothing. I swear to God, it would take me three minutes to look over this stuff. All right, Jim. God, you have the last pick now. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of knowing the law, I would take the lawyer from Windy City Heat. He seems to know a lot about it. But, uh, <laughs> he, there's no there. there you go. Um, I will take Vince Vaughn and Swingers. Trent. Oh, Good for yeah. In the locker room. And then we got the billionaire and two killers. That's the team. <laughs> 
Did Vince Vaughn gamble at all? You only see John Favreau gamble. Yeah, and lose. he, tell, he and, tells and him Vince, to always double down. No, I know he tells him. He gives down. him advice. To always double down, baby. You got to do it, baby yeah. doll. And then the old lady like hits on 17 and gets a two or so, and she wins, and they all look at each other. Love, love that. I love that whole movie. Mm -hmm. How did we get away with, how did we do four rounds? So 16 total picks. No yeah. one took Redford or Newman from the sting. I know. Well, that's or where I thought JJ, you were going. Who, JJ's my favorite uh, supporting character in that. He's the one who calls, who provides the action, which must have been, what a great thing to go into a book like that where yeah. the horses are running in New York City or otherwise, or Chicago where they are. And, uh, you basically get the ticker feed of all from all the tracks and then you treat it like you're calling it like it. But he's it's a, a, it's the same thing as the movie about the black socks, about the right. You, you basically look at the wire and then you pretend like you're doing play by play of it. It's great. But anyway, yeah, well, we missed or the, Fast Eddie Felsen or Minnesota well, that Fast. Fast Eddie Felsen is number one. If you look at if you did research and you looked at some of these lists, he's kind of he's number one on a lot of people's lists. And we didn't he didn't make our top 16. That's who I thought you were going with uh, Shaq first. Fast Eddie. But uh, but no, but the one that's going to kill you, Shaq, it's going to mm. question you're going to question everything. The one you missed and I passed on it. I thought about it. Han Solo. Oh, my God. Come on. Oh, I'm ashamed of myself. I'm sorry, Solo. Millennium I let you Falcon. down. I let myself he down. In, he won it in a bet, right? He he, he won the Falcon. Right, of right. course. It's a, like a, th this transcends decades of storytelling. It starts out like we we learn in Cloud City from Cal Rissian that he wanted, yeah. uh, he wanted from him way back when. And then... Just a few years ago, in movie terms, yeah, we 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 saw it play out. We saw that legendary moment where he wins the Falcon. God, I, I'm sick. We, with you want to start over? Now. Should we start over? Maybe we should. Can start we over. just cut this all, Jim? Oh, then we'll start from fresh. Well, <laughs> Spaghetti I'll, I'll, I'll meatballs. Who do we miss? I know we miss Rain Man. Counted cards. That would have been a great one. That's oh, yeah. fun. Uh, that was my pick. Is, you would have said uh, Rain Man. KGB was great. Scary character. Great no, setting. No, not KGB. I well, told that, you, he's the worst. That whole he's, dungeon is great. You don't like that accent? A lot of people don't like that accent. The accent is ridiculous. His <laughs> his tell is that he eats Oreo cookies. What? Yeah. That's his tell? They're no. like, I can read anything you do with the subtlest of movement with your eyeball. But like the, the best, scariest gambler out there eats cookies. Damon was good with that. I think it's the way he cut, he broke them apart, yeah, right? If the, if, if the if the inside sticks to one of the sides. He did me and he money. What? <laughs> what are you talking Ridiculous. The other candidate for last person I would want is the running back in the first scene of Last Boy Scout who gets, who, who gets uh, so underwater um, with the bookies that he comes out and he pulls a uh, gun out of his pay yeah. line during a play and he just starts shooting opponents. Right. Oh, that's see. a good one. Like, I don't think that touchdown is going to score. Man. <laughs> I, don't, I think they're going to look at that again and say, you know, unnecessary roughness or something for shooting. You know, if you don't like KGB and rounders, obviously, uh, Damon was great, but Ed Norton's character, that's if you want to like hang with someone in a weekend, you don't want to hang with him because he's just trouble. But that's, that's the, you'd come out with the best stories hanging with one of these guys. Um, you know, even more than uh, Eddie Mush, I think, <laughs> and Norton's character. Did anyone? We miss anyone else? Spaghetti? Or? Danny Ocean, Ocean's Eleven. Oh right, Cleaning. right, right, right. Danny Ocean. Yeah, all those guys. Uh, oh, it was Rickles and Casino. I'm saying Elizabeth Berkeley and Showgirls. There's a lot. Yeah, this really could have been. Fitting. All girls. Longest Yard. 
That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Shane Falco. Although he lost. He got caught. Just yeah. gambling isn't enough. You have to be a successful gambler. I thought that was the proposition we we're laying out here. Right. Well, oh, no. Also the whole cast of 21. What was that movie? It wasn't it called 21. Yeah, that was a real one with Jeff Ma. Yeah, right. That was real. Uh, well, some of these are losers, aren't they? No? Well, not not for Damashek. Damashek's uh Got Vince a, Vaughn yeah. was a net zero. I mean, great character. I love that movie and everything. Um, uh, Uncut Gems. Oh, well, he won, but he lost. I get it. All right. Yeah, we don't want to ruin these movies. Well, that was fun. I enjoyed let's, it. Well let's done. do it again next week. Okay, good. <laughs> Dave, uh, Alan Fanica named Heinz Ward as his Hall of Fame presenter. I Figure saw that. I was surprised this. by that. And well, do you think it's like just uh, you want to get you know come some juice going? Maybe Heinz Ward gives a great speech presenting. Like, hey, let's see that again next year. I do. I do think in the first yeah few lines of Fanica's acceptance mm -hmm. speech with a gaggle. I mean, th those people. It's you know a two hour drive from Pittsburgh, so you can anticipate there being a lot of terrible towels in Canton that uh, whenever they do that uh, induction. Right. Um, and yeah. Then he'll say, oh, of course, the guy who just introduced me deserves it as well. He's got to get a gold jacket. In fact, Lynn Swan more or less demanded it and kind of mm -hmm. shamed the voters. Like, if you put me in the Hall of Fame, you're crazy if you don't put John Stallworth in. And that's kind of how Stallworth got right. it. Maybe that's uh, what Fanuc is trying to yeah, do. Yeah, you get there. a plus one. I think that's how it works. Oh, Could okay, you cut good. the well, jacket? Could you just cut the jacket in half? Could you? Would it, would it be that um, generous, Fanica? Well, what's you it, here's one an sleeve, interesting I wear the tidbit. Other. An interesting tidbit, they give every guy two gold jackets. They give them a spare. And you oh. can, if you're friendly with somebody, you can say, hey, can I maybe try the gold jacket on? Wow, at some point? that's yeah. good. Yeah. Who would yeah. you have um, present you? Now, it, it's weird because we don't have playing careers and we don't know who's responsible for our greatness mm -hmm. getting us there. But right now, if you were getting in the Hall of Fame, who would you want presenting you? I don't want to be a wise ass, but it would be uh, my best friend um, for all my years on the planet Earth. Most people have come and gone, but TV has always been there for me. He <laughs> has informed me. He tells me stuff. He entertains me. TV. When no one else was inviting me to parties, TV on a Friday night or a Saturday night, Mo Damashek and the old man and both sisters, they were out, you know, gallivanting around. Goodness uh -huh. knows what. Dave had no invites anywhere, but you know what? That was just fine because my plus one, once again, TV showing me the entire world, nay, the universe. I would just have a bunch of clips of other people introducing other people played on a TV. I would just put it right there, put a flat screen right there, and then TV would introduce me. When you, you're saying TV, you mean touchdown Tommy Vardell? You don't mean an actual television. A television set would go out Either way. and introduce you. Well, I, did, I hadn't considered Tommy Vardell, but he'll do. Wow. Yeah, TV. My best. I just want to. I want to. You know, it's a meritocracy here in in my head, and so mm -hmm. who's been there for me through thick and thin? Only one. Only one person. The television. Yeah, it's not a person. Well, I was gonna say you, but now I don't know. Now I should probably should think of something else. <laughs> um, well, I would have to. That would be a terrible choice. <laughs> Same as Hench. Hench. Only one worse than me would be Hench because. Like, Hench would be like, it's on. still going? The yeah. weekend's over, Kevin Okay, it's, it's time for next year's induction, too. <laughs> All right, let's get everyone here. Uh, well, Jimmy, my cousin Jimmy would be very upset if I didn't pick him. So it's either him, Tony Romo, Michael Irvin, or Skip Bayless. And no more than that. It would just have to be those four. I don't it's know. It's a good I group. Know. I mean, that's yes. funny that Thank you would you. land on those four guys because – 
when I think of them, they're basically interchangeable human beings. They're when kind we of hang the same out guy. together, I was like, you know, I'm 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 entertained by one one night, and then the other will be more entertaining mm-hmm. the other night. But when it's the four of us or the five of us, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it could be either one. So it depends on the mood. But yeah, why don't you get all the news, Huey Lewis, and all oh, the news, and they each right. go around? Or, ooh, they could do a nice song for you. That would be something special. Huey, uh, you know, many of the uh, 49ers, Dwight Clark, Joe Montana and, and company sang backup on a, uh, quite a few Huey Lewis uh, in the news songs, in addition to joining them on stage. So it's it's weird to say this. But as I said at the top of the show, I'm an empath and I still remember I don't I, I uh, as a grown up, haven't been much happier for other grown uh, grown mm-hmm. human beings as I was the night that Huey Lewis in the news are playing on Jimmy Kimmel Live and. Mm. Huey calls Jimmy and cousin Sal up on the stage <laughs> to sing along with him. I was over the moon for you. Guys. I thought really that must stupid. have been such an insane thing. Then Thank you wrestled you. in the WWE and yeah, threw out a first pitch at the Mets. And now it's like, it's enough already. It really that's is. Why, now I have, that's now why I you better style. not give it to Jimmy. He's had more than enough. He's had <laughs> no. more than enough. What does he need the, uh, more shine for? Right. And now I have Skip um, announced presenting <laughs> me. <laughs> um, for real quick about Huey Lewis, I saw him a few weeks ago. We were talking about football and the 49ers and you know, his love of the 49ers, and he sang the anthem many times before uh, 49ers games. I think he told sang it three times. He might have sang it before the NFC Championship one year. One year they won the Super Bowl. I can't think of who got a ring, but he was mad that he didn't get a ring. And it, it almost made sense that he would get a ring. And he was only half kidding and saying, where the hell was my ring? Oh, I'm going to find out who got one. Please tell me it wasn't Chris Berman. You know, Chris no, Berman's iconic thing is. Yes, I know. At the 81 title game, like that shot of him doing that. Right. He yeah, plays yeah. ad nauseum of himself for the last 40 right, years. It wasn't him. It wasn't him. It was someone like that, though. I'm going to find out who it is. I shouldn't have told the story without knowing the punchline. But it made sense that Huey um, should maybe get it. Oh, it was Ronnie Lott. I mean, who the hell is that guy? I think no, no. It's uh. <laughs> anyway, we got to get Huey a ring. We got to get him in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and we got to get you listening to minus three. You have two episodes up, uh, one with Kelly, one with Hench. Right, a lot great going fun on. with Danny Kelly. We we did the thing where we gave everybody in the NFC East, AFC East, and AFC North the first overall pick. It's clarifying on team needs and mm-hmm. philosophies, and then Hench uh, in the most recent episode. We did a good job, I feel, Eddie Spaghetti. We we talked some puck and some NBA and some uh, Major League Baseball. Oh, the Red Sox v. Yankees. Yankees v. Red Sox. Back uh, and forth. You got to join us. I uh, hate this Red Sox team. Some- I know. I just can't. <laughs> now I can't stand this Red Sox team. They scored three runs and won two games against us. These two um, miserable people, Hench, they're in first place, but it doesn't matter. He's miserable. Yeah. And Eddie Spaghetti goes after poor Eddie Spaghetti, <laughs> who's miserable because his Yankees stink. And the, the yeah, Rangers. Yeah, at least the Rangers stink, too. That's all That's right. right. Minus three times two. You got twice, uh, two episodes this week. We have Lemon Pepper Parlay coming up. Card Wars is out there. Uh, what else? The Betting Academy. Against all odds, we're going to come to you Friday. We're going to uh, recap the Thursday draft. And also, there's bets to be made on rounds two through seven. So stick with us Friday. Kenny Maine will be joining us then. Ooh. And uh, he's the greatest. He'll have some derby thoughts as well. He doesn't have he doesn't have first-round pick. Doesn't that suck when your team doesn't have a first-round pick? Seattle, it's got to sit through it from 8 p.m. to 11.30. No, no, no pick is yours. Um, anyway. Well, it's one of those things. They got Jamal Adams, so I guess that's all right. That's right. It worked out for them. Um and what else, uh, Jim? Oh, Laugh Lines. Oh, Jim Cunningham. Joe, what was the draft-related question we asked on Laugh Lines? 
which fictional football player you you would take? You would want? Oh, and, uh, oh that's a good one. You right. want to tackle that real quick? Yeah, I know I'm throwing. Yes, you at- I say it all the time, and I don't know if it's deep in the weeds. I think it is for uh, for youngsters like Jim and Spaghetti and Meatballs, yeah. but. Uh, it's Rifleman, the QB for Ampipe High, who almost beats Walnut Heights, except, uh, the, uh, except, um, Craig T. Nelson, the head coach decides to run the ball from their own goal line. As time expires, the kid fumbles in the Mm. rain, you know, Salvucci fumbles and he's like, Salvucci didn't quit. You quit. But anyway, Rifleman's the quarterback. And he can throw it, and you watch him, and you say, "Man, now that's a that's a guy who actually looks like he knows how to play the sport that they've thrown him out there to do." And he was the replacement quarterback for the New York Jets during one of the strikes. I think it was the '87. Oh, so that actually, actually works out. He yeah. actually played quarterback about three years or wow. four years after he was in that movie. Wow. So we that's had Forrest. Forrest Gump was three to two odds. Willie Beeman, two to one. Bobby Boucher Jr., seven to one. And Antonio Brown, because we're still not sure if he's real, uh, 15 to one odds. And then you could take the field. You would have taken the field. I went with Gump. I know it's an easy answer. Mm-hmm. Runs the 4 3 40 in, in, in leg braces. Um, you know, no baggage, no off field issues, except maybe at that Black Panther party. And he, he apologized for that fight. But uh, I can't tackle him. Bear what Bryant about the- coaches him. This what the about best. the two QBs, the QB1 and QB1A for the Los Angeles Rams in 1979, played both by Warren Beatty, um, Mr. Pendleton, and, uh, and oh, Tom yeah, Jerry. About that. They, do not, right. they don't just win a Super Bowl. They beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in a Super Bowl in overtime. Mm. You'll remember Tom Jarrett scoops and scores in OT to right. provide the margin of victory. Complete. I mean, talk about something that would never happen in reality. That, but still, he he's a, a multimillionaire who turns himself into a quarterback. That's a good one, too. You know what? Anything you say is better than freaking Hey Arnold, which is what Rachel Bonetta, my co-host, said. Hey, hey Arnold. Arnold. Hey Arnold. She had a crush on Hey Arnold, the cartoon figure. And they called him football head. What is the story? I I, I went blank after, while she was explaining because I was so annoyed. I mean, that's basically it. He, they called him football head and she had a crush on him. I think she still does, apparently. Good. Good. Well, we got to get our cameo. Yeah, it's from better than on. it's better than drafting gamblers and taking Anton Chigurh. <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> gets true. shot in the leg, gets <laughs> run over by a car, goes limping off. That that's a good game, and he might kill you. There's that's a good right. gambler I want to hang with for the weekend. All right, so check out all those podcasts, and I want to remind everyone out there, even though you may feel like underdogs, please remember you're all our favorites. Han Solo, Dave. Han Solo. 